So I'm an atheist who wants to believe in God. I've wanted to believe in God for a long time. I've wanted to believe in God pretty much all the time. There's been times where I've really appreciated... I, I appreciate reality, and so I appreciate atheism because it makes the most sense to me. Not not because I like it the most, but because it's the most likely to be true. And, and that's always going to remain the case that... Unless, which every religious tradition predicts that in the future God will make himself very clear, and in the past he did as well, but right now he's just being a little vague. But unless one of those things happens, like in the future, um, atheism will always make the most sense. (sighs) But but, um, in a very, very cliche fashion, as I've grown older, life has become hard in a way that makes me just yearn for God. So it's very clear to me that like one theologian said, there's a God-shaped hole in, in my heart. And, and so I've been seeking that God um, for a while now, seeking to fill that hole. And I feel like from the outside, it's really easy for spiritualist people, people who are like, who don't, there's a lot of people I know who don't have this problem. They find it easy to just believe in God as a kind of a, they're not religious, they're just spiritual. That's, but that doesn't make sense to me. God, God doesn't really happen for me that way. Like, it's not because I think God would have a religion. It's because I can't understand spiritual experience. And I want to make some recordings about this because, um, I guess it's like no one else is, I don't know if anyone else out there, it's one of these things that I feel like is really different about me, and it's starting to really bother me, but I, I'm wanting to find God, and I kind of, like, at the outset, I know I'm not going to. That's a really frustrating position to be in. I know I'm not going to because, first of all, he's probably not there, but second of all, I don't think he responds to the type of inquiry that I use if he were there. And finally, I think that's completely fair. So I can't say that if God was a fair God, he would blah, blah, blah. I can't say anything about God. I, don't, I can't say anything about God because I don't know the nature of God. And I'm just... It's causing me a lot of problems because... I'm lonely and sad and I I'm frustrated and you know there's people like all the good people in my life believe in God. It's so weird to me why everyone just does. I some really intel, intelligent good people. I I feel like without God we just like we really struggle. Um and when I and I I've been on the other side of this argument saying that's not true. But looking back, I don't know if that is true. Um, I really don't. Anyway, I used to say, uh, if you need God to be a good person, then you must not be a very good person. And now I, and I'm not, this is not just a joke. What I say now is, I'm not a very good person. Um, but like... That's, 
you know, situationally true. I think I mean, it's not that I need God to, in order to choose good things, because a lot of people in my life would say, I'm a good person, I do a lot of good things. But it's like, I'm looking for meaning. I'm looking for God for meaning and direction. For meaning and direction. And see, maybe that's not the providence or the purview. Maybe that's not the purview of God. Like, maybe God doesn't give meaning. But if God doesn't give meaning, I mean, who does? Would Is it possible that God is a lesser meaning-focused entity than humans? If that's the case, then I think, okay, so I'm realizing I have to define God, because if God is, a, is lesser in any way than humans, in other words, if every part of us is a piece of, if the organized whole of humanity is greater than or equal to God, then God is not existent in any sense that matters to me. Like, for this pursuit, God must be greater than humanity. When I hear people talk about the universe as being God, or like, you know, God is, um, sometimes people just take a very, very simplified version of what I'm saying. Like, they're just like, dude, it's not that complicated. God is just there. He's everywhere. And I'm like, I feel like what they're saying is indistinguishable from saying God doesn't exist. Um, if, if God exists, there, in a sense, has to be somewhere where he's not. Like, what is it my mind is trying to see here? If the universe exists, then it then it's there, in a sense. There's a slight difference between existence and being, perhaps. If the universe always was and was static, for example... It's being, it's just, it, it is, it, it, it is, and it always is, and it always was, which, by the way, this is not, probably not true, but if it were true, um, does it exist? In other words, existence is kind of like a, I know these are not very good questions, this is probably very silly philosophy that other people have done, but look, I'm sorry, I gotta do it myself, but isn't existence it's sort of a characteristic that is defined by its opposite of non-existence. Um, let's think about life. Like Life is challenging to define, but it has evidences like growth. I had a biology teacher who defined life as a series of self-perpetuating chemical reactions. I think that's a feasible argument, that that could be uh, accurate. Um, or maybe we should say an attempt at a series of, a series of attempts at, at, at self-perpetuation in chemical reaction and electrochemical reactions. So, so basically, but, but life is, is different than unlife. Well, first of all, it's a human word, life. It's not a real thing. It's a map. It's a map that we use to try to say this is alive and this isn't, right? But what life has separate from unlife is um, 
a, a, what it really fundamentally has is a possibility of death. Like, like it's in a state now that it could stop being in. So it's almost like a suspended bag or like a, a membrane of, of patterns that could break or, or that could open up and dissolve. It's a, it's a closed, it's a little tiny mini system that holds a pattern in successive ways over time. It's, and so, and so it's like a, it's different than a rock in that way. It's different from a, um, it's different from a lot of other things in that way. So yeah, it's kind of self-perpetuating the system in a way. And so, you know, viruses are alive in that sense. And um, although they require other things to reproduce, really at the molecular level, everything is kind of just affinity-driven, right? So viral and viruses have kind of affinities for things, and and, you know, it's like, the structure of our cells is a bunch of affinities and repulsions and, you know, basically, uh, the bottom level, it's electrons and protons and the way they're shared in molecules, um, causing shape and shape causing affinity and proteins as the sort of catalyst of most things are basically shapes, specific shapes with affinities for other shapes in the same sense that a depression in the ground is going to hold water when it rains. Like it's, it doesn't try to hold the water. It just does hold the water. So, um, um, because of, yeah. So, so life has this way of This thing that it's doing, that it could stop doing, that it, it will actually at some point stop doing. And so life is kind of, the, the self-perpetuation will fail to a point where the structure is lost. Life is a self-perpetuating structure. If something is structured and self-perpetuating, like it has an argument for life, being life. But you can't necessarily draw a line and say, like, well, these crystals that are self-perpetuating are not alive, while these sponges that are self-perpetuating are these viruses that are using other people's cells, other, other animal cells to perpetuate themselves, are alive. Like, it's hard to draw a line, there because there is no, in the, in the real world, the real world doesn't really care about the human language maps that we're trying to draw or the me meaning maps we're trying to construct. What I'm trying to say is that life is not easily defined, and I don't think existence is super easily defined if something's always existed or if something's existence is dependent on 
another thing. Like, if God exists as the collective consciousness of all of these people, will God die when all the people die? You know, like, God doesn't necessarily exist in that case. God would have to exist as a separate entity that is not fundamentally dependent on the existence of the human psyche to exist. Or if God exists only, is, if God's existence is tied to the human psyche, and the human psyche is the same as God in a sense, or like we are all a part of God in a way, our unconscious or our subconscious or something, then God doesn't exist. Our unconscious exists. You know, you can call it God if you want to, but it's a very imprecise term. Um, and you could also say that that God, that God doesn't exist, but our unconscious exists, and our unconscious perhaps has, like, metaphysical characteristics to it. You could say that, but that still doesn't mean that God exists. You could say that our unconscious can bring things into your life that, that we, you know, you could say all that stuff. I find that highly suspect, though, by the way, um... Although I think our unconscious mind has affinity for other unconscious minds, and that's what why we get into the same complex that we get we create complexes or we live out complexes in a sort of Jungian way with other people and we as a, a therapist that I know and a friend of mine likes to say we lit we hire people. In a sense you could say that like a protein and a and a molecule hire one another to do a job and you know, two individuals hire one another in a kind of Jungian psychoanalytical way. They sort of their unconscious minds kind of interact. They have affinities for one another. And so we kind of live out the complexes of positive or negative unconscious stuff. Okay, so... So if I have this sense of things, then I would say God would have to exist as, a, as something separate from all of that. Um, like... Or else God doesn't exist. What I'm trying to say is that I would define God as an entity that could exist if humanity was annihilated. It's actually a good way to put it. God is independent of the human mind and the human existence. God may be accessible through the human psyche or any of those things, but is fundamentally independent of humanity. Okay. I think I've just defined what I'm looking for. A God independent of the human of humans. <laughs>